Our scripture lesson for this morning is the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. This is the story of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. When he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, just as you entered into Jerusalem, I pray that you would enter into our lives today. Lord, transform us. Help us to march with you, but not today only. Help us to follow you day in and day out, that we might in every way build your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Wow, what an incredible day. It was a tremendous celebration in the face of horrible oppression. I mean, let's face it, life under Roman rule was horrible. There were Roman soldiers in the streets. They could come in and and stay in your house if they wanted. They could eat your food. They literally had the power of life and death over you. Most people living in Jesus' day had family members who had experienced their loved ones being beaten and even killed by Romans. And so this, this Roman force that was constantly around them was a horrible terror. Perhaps worse than that even was Herod. Uh, Herod was the king in the area, and he was a violent man. Uh, I mean, he. Uh, this is the guy who had John the Baptist beheaded just for fun, uh, just for entertainment. And so life under this Roman rule and under Herod's authority had been, uh, had been horrible. But finally, people were taking a stand. They had seen everything Jesus did all throughout Israel. They had seen the miracles, the healings. Uh, just uh, they, they had witnessed all of those incredible things, and they believed that he was going to be the one to deliver them, to set them free from Rome, and to once again make Israel a superpower in the world. On that Palm Sunday, they took a stand with him. They joined a march for liberation. They joined a march for freedom. They're, they're walking down the mountain with Jesus into Jerusalem, crying out, Hosanna, which means save us, we pray. They're, they're expressing their faith and their confidence that Jesus is going to save them from Rome, that he's going to save them from the emperor and from Herod. Save us now from these terrorists. Jesus leads a parade as a king on a donkey. It's a symbol of peace. Jesus is announcing a reign of peace by coming as a king on a donkey. And man, the people are ready. They're walking with him. They're shouting. They are defying the powers the crowd joins him in open defiance of its evil oppressors. 
you remember our vow, do you resist the uh, do you resist evil and justice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? On that day in Jerusalem, the people gave a resounding yes, we oppress those things. We want to be free. Deliver us from Rome. Deliver us from evil. What a day. But reform is fleeting. We get excited for the moment and then the moment passes. On Sunday, the crowd raised its collective voice demanding a change. Oh, it felt good. But on Monday, they got up and went back to work, trying to eke out a living. They returned to exactly what they were doing before they rebelled the previous day. They went to doing the very thing that they had rebelled against the day before. Uh, by Friday afternoon, the march was ancient history. They barely remembered it anymore. It's not no surprise that their shouts uh, turned from Hosanna to crucify him. That always shocks us, but, but you think about it. They got caught up in the fervor of the moment. They wanted freedom from Rome, and so they cried out for a day, but it's hard to stay with that. They got back to life as normal, and by a few days later, they were just as ready to shout crucify him. Now, they, they really did want liberation, but the road to get there was too long, too risky, too painful, and the Romans knew it. That's why they let the crowd get away with their little revolt on Palm Sunday. They, uh, I, I wondered why they didn't come in and squash this rebellion on Palm Sunday when Jesus and the crowd entered Jerusalem, but more than likely, the Roman leaders knew that uh, they could let the crowd say their little piece and, and have their little march for freedom, but that it wouldn't be long-lived, that life would go back to normal. The, they knew that the march ultimately did not threaten the status quo. It was just a demonstration, and it would pass. Well, we're still the same way today, aren't we? And we get all behind an issue. We get all up in arms. We make our will be known, and then we kind of go back to life as it was. Uh, I remember when we, were, when we were much younger, there was a kid we went to school with in our high school who, uh, who had an accidental overdose. He was huffing scotch guard for a high. And he overdid it, and it wound up costing his life a, a tragic loss of a young life gone way too early. I remember the response of the student body after that, uh, and everybody that had had been into using uh, drugs in one form or another said, "No, we're done. We're we're never going to let that happen to us. We're uh, for for a couple of weeks. Everybody went cold turkey. Nobody wanted to have." anything to do with that, but it, it lasted for maybe a couple of weeks. But pretty soon the resolve faded away and everybody was kind of back to doing the same thing they were doing for, before as if nothing has ever happened, as if nothing had ever happened to that guy. We, we're that way, aren't we? we? We get up in arms, we're ready to make a difference, and then life just goes back to normal. We all do that. I mean, it just... Uh, just the first of this year in January, many of us made resolutions to turn our lives around. We were going to do so much to make our lives so much better in 2021. Well, we're three months into 2021 now. How are we doing? Uh, most of us have kind of let a lot of those things slip. Uh, we had good intentions. We really wanted to do things differently, but we get back to life and we kind of forget about it. Over a year ago, many of us from our church 
here, joined a march at the federal building right here in downtown Tuscaloosa. Uh, we were protesting the holding of children in cages at the border. We, uh, we met in Government Plaza and we had a little rally and then we marched around the federal building and, and we chanted about releasing the children. It, it felt good. Uh, it felt good to be standing up for the kids. It felt good to be in solidarity with one another, uh, asking for support for the children. But you know what? The, the next day we all got up and we went back to our daily lives and well, kids are still in, kids are still separated from the parents at the border. I'm not sure much if anything has changed in, in the over a year since we marched, but we kind of set our peace. We had our march and then we went back to life as usual. That's kind of the way we do, isn't it? After George Floyd's death, uh, I attended a prayer rally on the steps of the Tuscaloosa County Courthouse. It was led by a number of area clergy and there were several hundred of us in attendance. We filled the steps of the courthouse. We uh, the right words were said. We prayed together. It was a good day. We stood in solidarity. People of different ethnic backgrounds came together. We lifted our voices in prayer. It was a good thing to do. We took a stand for racial reconciliation. Meaningful prayers were prayed. All in all, it was a positive experience. But what have we done since then? Uh, church is still one of the most segregated things in our in our culture. The worship hour is still the most segregated hour in our country. Yeah, we had our little demonstration. We did something to perhaps make ourselves feel better, but reform is fleeting. It's easy to take a stand. It's pretty easy to march down the road. It's pretty easy to hold a prayer rally. The difficulties in the follow-through, actually carrying out what we wanted to happen, that's the difficulty. That's the difficulty that the crowd faced on Palm Sunday. They really wanted things to be different. They were really pulling for a change. But when push came to shove, all they really had time for was a march. They marched into Jerusalem. They felt kind of good. They had said their peace. And then that was it. They went back to life as it was. Those that follow through are the ones that catch my attention. That's why I've always been attracted to the Apostle John. Thousands of people joined Jesus on Palm Sunday. Thousands walked with him. Thousands marched. Thousands received him as king on Palm Sunday. But John was at the cross. John marched into, Palm, into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. But of the men, he was the only one who was still there at the cross. He's the only one with a follow-through. He stayed all the way through to Jesus' crucifixion and eventually to his resurrection. He was one of the first to see the empty tomb. Yep, it was an incredible day. We love the joy of Palm Sunday. We love the celebration. We love the praise. It's exhilarating to take a stand for what's right. It's exhilarating to proclaim Christ as King. But where will we be when the march is over? How will we follow through after the parade is done? I want to be like John. I want to be with Jesus all the way to the end. Amen.